0: I was praying yesterday, and I was like, Lord, something's missing. I know that that's not it. Like, thats I have a message. seems kind of canned. I know there's something missing. What else do you have to say? And honestly, I was really irritated because in my list, I kind of manifested. I kind of manifested because I'm like, I don't have time for this. I need a message. I need it now. I don't have time. I have a lot of things going on. And, Lord, you are supposed to be on my time frame. So, and, and it just wasn't happening. I couldn't get the message, so I was manifesting on my husband. This is it, I told him, not preaching again. This is it. Today is it. I'll do it this Sunday, but that's it. He said, take it up with Jesus. Okay. And then, in typical fashion, in the last hour, the Lord dropped, dropped the bomb, and so I was like, okay, I'm good. So I want to talk to you about your story. I believe God writes a beautiful story of your lives. And I actually also believe that the lows, the valleys, the bad things, he already has your restoration plan written. Oh, dang it. Stop with the filming. <laughs> like, as soon as I start talking, he gets his phone out. Paparazzi. 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 Anyways, the lows, the valleys, he has a plan already. But I do believe the sad reality is you can miss parts of your story. I do believe you can be a Christian. You can still get to heaven, but I do believe you'll get to heaven. Many Christians will get to heaven, and they've missed chapters of their story. They've missed big portions. They went on pause for a long time. So the title of my message is In Process, or on hold mm. <laughs> David mm. <laughs> from the time you were born the enemy was basically on a mission to li- make your life miserable he's out to kill still destroy we've all heard John Ten Ten. he is not happy with you so from the time you were born he's gonna make it pretty miserable some of you today have experienced some really wrong things abuse torment, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, abandonment, neglect, all of those things that have stemmed into things that you're doing now, and they have consequences. Um, The things that happen to you that are bad, God hates them, and it was never his plan. But he has a way out. He has something better for you. So oftentimes this ends up looking like low self-esteem, shame, destructive choices with very real consequences. Sometimes it's not so severe. Sometimes those are really hard things that we hear about, but then sometimes it could be as simple as being bullied in school. I know that sounds dramatic, but there are plenty of people I've talked to that if you trace back their why they're struggling with self-worth today as a 30 year old or however old it's because of some boy called them fat or ugly in second grade so it could be anything anything hurtful anything that caused you pain that you haven't released to the lord that can still be bothering you today that can still be holding putting your story on pause although the the enemy is constantly on attack There's a second part of John 10.10, and that is that the Lord, he came to give you life and life to the fullest. So the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, but he came to give you life to the fullest. It's really hard to preach when someone's sleeping. I know. (laughs) I know, I know. David tells me, just look past the sleeping people. But it's so hard. It's so hard. It's like the enemy just targets you right on that person, and you're like... Ugh, how do you even get past this? I'm sorry, I'm so real, I don't know how to not be. Just tell they should have gone to the coffee shop. They should have gotten some coffee, I mean, yes. It's always a plug for the coffee shop. <laughs> Wake up your neighbor, no, I don't like when people do the whole mess with your neighbor thing, it's like torture for me. Kick their chair, no. <laughs> No, I'm glad even sleeping people are here. I mean, they were sleeping during worship, so I don't take any offense. So, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay, there's a point to my message. Yes, sorry. I honestly do feel like there's so much joy in this house. Is it just me? I felt like in worship, I felt like in worship, I was like, wow, there's just so much joy, so much peace, and so much hope. And so it's hard um, not to be joyous. So So Isaiah 61, I actually have a scripture today. I actually have a scripture. And I usually pack my messages full of tons of scriptures, but I'm going to not do that today. So let's go to Isaiah 61, verse 3. the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. And then we're just going to jump down. I want you to be listening for a word. You might have heard it already. Um, We're going to jump down to just verse 7. And it says, instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. So there's one word. There's one word that's mentioned five times in the bottom part of this section, and that word is instead. So if you if you take note, it says in, in you know crown of beauty instead of ashes, oil of joy instead of mourning. Garment of of praise instead of despair. It goes on, instead of shame, you have a double portion. He has an instead for you. Jesus came to give you life to the fullest, and anything opposite of life to the fullest, he already has an instead ready for you. Uh, So the question is, is your instead in process or on hold? I say in process because there's plenty of things I'm living in right now that are my instead, and they're still in process. Or you could be on hold, and you're honestly, you know, I, I think, I'm going to skip ahead. I think um, in Isaiah 61.3, uh, no, no, okay, I'm going to stay on point, sorry. No, 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 no. Okay, so from day one, he's out to knock you out. Why would the enemy want to knock you out from day one? He wants you not to make a difference. He would love for you to just be benched. Oh, that was hard. Oh, I was abused. Oh, I, ha- you know, I had this happen to me. So then you sit out, and you don't make any difference in life. I want to just give you a few things that have happened to me in my life that... Um, just to put this in perspective as far as instead goes. Whenever I was little, I was sick all of the time. I was in and out of the hospital for long periods of time. I had severe asthma, to where I would have asthma attacks, to where I couldn't breathe, and I was rushed to the um, hospital. I would miss many holidays. I was just constantly sick. Um, Any time I would catch something, my immune system was low, and then I would get, it would trigger asthma. And so this this caused a lot of problems in my life. I missed a lot of school, and then when I was in school, I couldn't focus. One, because I was on a lot of medication or I didn't feel good. So then I got labeled having a, a learning disability. And then what I really felt like I needed was I just needed clarity and I needed someone to help me, someone to work with me. But then, on top of that, I had a speech impediment. I couldn't say my R's. And when you're little, the world is ending when you can't speak right. And at school, it's brutal. So I wouldn't speak. I would literally not even want to say here when there was attendance. Like, I would be shaking to even have to say here. That's how traumatized I was. <laughs> it has no relation to this. <laughs> David's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like the most extreme, like he was like shouting here and added, <laughs> and add, <laughs> and he added a bunch of sentences to it. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm David Bendett, and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, <laughs> I was the extreme opposite. I was like, you know, like just traumatized to even speak. Um, and then, so I grew up, Embarrassed to talk and then with the sickness became fear and anxiety because I was afraid that I was going to stop breathing all the time um, I was afraid to ride roller coasters I was afraid to run and then I was in cheerleading or athletics And I couldn't even run a mile because I'd be so fearful when my heart would start racing that I was going to have an asthma attack And the reality is I could have so I lived in in the lots of, of fear and anxiety and then with speech and learning issues, it caused shame because something had to have been wrong with me. Um, and so I just didn't like myself. And that's a very, very, very small little section of my life because we're not going to get it into a counseling session. But <laughs> I just want to give you those scenarios because when I look back over the years, I see God's instead for so much of, that pa- of my past. As far as the lie that I'm not smart enough, Today, I stand here with a master's degree in education. I taught elementary, and now I teach And um, I teach my kids, and I learn with them, and I'm doing a pretty decent job teaching you today. As... <laughs> and um, as far as being too embarrassed to talk, I'm here. Um, my husband would say that I'm making up for all the lost time, all the words I didn't say, I'm making up for them now. Fear, I like to tackle that. It's the main reason I train for the half marathon, and it's the main reason I run. Besides that, it's good for you, but it's also just—I'm just—I just like to tackle it. I say that those are all of the insteads of my life, some of them, and I say that I'm in process with those because the devil never stops. Whenever I got married, I realized David has pretty severe asthma. Then our little boy got hospitalized, and they tried to label him with asthma as a baby. So you have to constantly be aware. The Lord has taken you from something, and you are going to stand against it even now. So you can't let that, like you can't let it consume you, even though you've conquered it. It'll still try to creep back in other forms, like having to fear that something would happen to him or my son. Not going to happen. So, but to be honest, there are many of you here today that haven't seen many insteads and you're wondering why. And so that's the question. Are you on hold or are you in process? In verse 2, Jesus states that he'll trade us a crown of beauty instead of ashes. So what is ashes? Ashes is pain, hurt, unanswered prayer, failure, disappointment, bad experiences. This can be, you know, everyone preaches this message as tragedy. And for me, it became real to me when we lost our daughter, and that's a tragedy. And I I see his redemption in my life. But to other people, you haven't experienced a tragedy, thank the Lord. But you've also, also like, been benched easier. Like, church hurts. Oh, I got hurt, I'm not going to go to church anymore. I'm just going to write off church or I'm gonna write off serving, or I'm gonna write off leading because I was hurt. Or if someone's, you know, just offense, or you live in offense, you live in unforgiveness, you're just benched. And so those are your ashes. But when bad things happen to us, we have a choice to how we are going to respond. You've heard in Isaiah 61, it's called the great exchange. Every negative, he has a positive beauty for ashes, joy for sadness, praise for despair, double portion for shame, inheritance for disgrace. When we lost Eden, I was of course broken, dis- despair, hurting, everything. I wanna say that it, I'm not saying that you need to not grieve. It's very biblical to grieve, it's, it's okay to limit, it's just okay. The Bible is full of dichotomies where you are you can have grieving and joy. They coexist. But I chose to respond by, Lord, I don't know why this happened. I don't know what you're going to do to fix it. I don't know what you're going to do to make it better. But I trust you, and I know that you will. Sometimes it feels like you forgot, and for years I didn't see it. I didn't really see him restoring. I didn't see anything really happening. There was no tangible evidence of him fixing what was lost. I was robbed. I was stolen. It was an enemy stole my daughter. And what do you get in replace of that? So for three years, I came up here and I said to you, he's faithful. And I said he restores. But but I had I seen it? Nope. I had not seen it. So I was pretty much in the dark, and I was just stating faith. And so, All that to say, you have to have faith. You have to believe. I really believe in the goodness of our Father. I believe he has an instead for every negative thing. I believe it's never his intent for you to be hurting, for you to have wrong things done to you. It's never, ever his intent. And he can't wait to fix it. Just like any uh, any good dad, he can't wait to fix it. But sometimes it takes a while but are you in process I was in process because I allowed myself to be in process and now looking back I see oh my gosh he was working he was working in the waiting he was always working and I couldn't see it didn't know where I was going I always give the whole story of roots because it's so true because when you're growing deep roots you can't see you're growing in the dark but then all of a sudden, it's springtime, and your, your roots are solid and deep, and you're able to produce so much fruit, and you, you became so much more aware of the Father's goodness, and you, you became so close to Him. That's why people often thank the Lord for their sadness and for their hard times, because in that, you get the raw <laughs> reality of how amazing He is that you would never get otherwise. You would never get it otherwise. And so now here we are, and it looks like oh, everything's great. It's spring. Like yes, I have a lot to show. I have tangible evidence that He's restoring what we lost. In that there's purpose from my pain. The book that was produced, (coughs) He taught me how to paint. He taught me the story. He gave me the story. The Holy Spirit gave me that story. And now I do believe. Like, it's doing really well. We've sold at least half the books we ordered, and it hasn't even been, like, two weeks. Like, and it's, it's just the beginning. I really haven't done anything. I haven't even put it on Amazon. I haven't even went door to door. I haven't done anything. <coughs> I need water. Sorry. And so the Lord's on it, and he's going to use it to bring healing to so many children and parents. My favorite part is verse eight. It says, I the Lord love justice. I'm a justice person. I'm like, you did something, you need to pay for it. And so I love that he loves justice. And what is restoration? What is it? It's making things right. It's payback for all that was stolen. So he can't wait to pay you back. He has a twofold return or more. Um, So is your instead in process or on hold? I want to break down what is on hold. Well, if Isaiah 61 says he has things to trade you, how can he trade you if you haven't given it to him? How can he trade you if you're still holding on to bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, pain, you haven't given it to him? And yes, you can grieve, But, like, the best thing to do is go get with the Lord, like all of the Psalms is David crying out. Get with him and give it to him. He can handle your ugly, messy self. Just tell him, I don't understand, or why did you allow this to happen? He can handle that. Why did you allow this to happen? Why is this happening? What are you doing? You know, what are you doing to fix this? And um, you haven't given him anything, so... There's also, you haven't given them anything, or um, you give it to them and you take it back. There's also, you could be put on hold because you're putting up a front. You really just don't want to deal. You're just like, people ask you at church, you're like dead inside, but people ask you, like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed, highly favored. I mean, I would never say that, but some people say that. And then, um, or there you'll be like, "Fine, oh good, everything's fine." Like one's like really super religious, and one's not. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but you would put up a front, so you're, you just don't want to process. You just don't want to process the hurt. <laughs> or you can develop wrong beliefs. Wow. Of course, I don't have a cough until this message. You set yourself up for a lifetime of disappointment when you don't process correctly and when you develop wrong beliefs about God. And when you focus on the storm and not on Jesus, what you focus on will magnify, what you magnify will manifest. What you focus on will magnify, what you magnify will manifest. In the situation that you're in the problem is a lot of people become a victim a victim mentality the rest of their lives I know a lot of them everybody's out to get them this happened to them and because this happened to them they still are in hurt or that this is why they're the way they are I have family members that had a bad childhood and they're still wrapped up in drugs and alcohol and, and, you know, all of the things. And it all goes back to, if you sit down with them for a few minutes, they'll say something like, well, my parents, well, my mom. And they're in their 40s. It's, it's enough. Like your story, <coughs> you don't want to miss any of your story. You don't want to miss anything he wants to write for you. He has such a beautiful story to write for you you've got to let it go. The trade is you give it up. You say, I don't, this was wrong. I'm hurt, but I give it to you and I want you to make beauty from the ashes. I want you to take it and make something. I trust you with it. I'm not going to let it hold me back. I'm not going to get disqualified in my life and my story. I have things to do. So then some of you would say, well, if you're not supposed to be bitter and you're supposed to be thankful and you're supposed to give it to the Jesus, then what's the case for Naomi and Ruth? And Naomi was bitter, <clears throat> if you don't know the story. Naomi was um, he lost her why? I mean her husband <laughs> her husband and her two sons. And um, that equates to like misery. Like, I mean, it's okay. That's sad. That's so sad. and it's okay that she was sad. And it says she changed her name, and, it, and she's bitter. But I want you to see that just because she changed her name to be bitter doesn't mean she was out of the game. She, like David said, she manifested. We all do it. Like, if that happened to you, I'm pretty sure you'd have a moment where you'd be bitter, and you could be real drama about it, be like, I'm changing my name. But that doesn't mean you just gave up. <laughs> like, I j- that's how I see it. I don't know if you do. But I think she just was having a moment, a big moment, and she changed her name. And I think that there's proof that it wasn't just that dramatic and that she didn't stay that way because if she did then why would she agree to have Ruth come with her and then why would she still have hope whenever she got why would she even go to Israel and then why would she even say send Ruth out to gather and then when she found out Ruth was gathering in Boaz's land she told her take off your clothes your your um, morning clothes and, and get like make yourself look available and, and I see hope I see hope And then what did the lord do he redeemed the entire situation bigger and better than ever before like more than she could ever imagine because she didn't lose hope so it's okay if you have your moments it's okay if you're sad you get bitter just don't stay there just don't stay there you stay there you get put on hold and you're going to miss a lot of beauty he wants to have for your life in process What does process look like? It looks like trusting, even when you can't see, you're in the dark. It looks like thankfulness. I know it's hard, but praise is the best form like of worship, like just praising Him. Like even at our daughter's memorial, I was like, I'm gonna praise you because I trust you. I trust you, and I'll just keep praising you. Then being vulnerable and honest with God telling him the truth, and finding people you can trust to process. You have to process. You can't keep it all in. Hard times you're going through. It doesn't have to be death. It doesn't have to be so traumatic. It can be something else you're going through. But process with someone. And then, of course, obviously, depend on the Holy Spirit. That's what carried me. That's what carries all of us. It's depending on the Holy Spirit. What does that look like? Every second, if you can't, you don't know what to pray, you're too weak, Say, Holy Spirit, I need you to take over. Like, where are you? Can you take over? And the Bible says he intercedes for us. He prays because we don't know how to pray. He prays to the Father for us. That's amazing. He's our helper. He's our guide. The Lord gave him to us to carry us, to guide us. So depend on him. That's what he's here for. That's who he left behind to help us. The enemy would love for you just to be benched. He would love for you to miss parts of your story. He would love for you to stay in your bitterness, miss the goodness he has from you, miss out. Why? Not just for you, but because he knows how many people he, you could set free if you got past it. Exactly right. It's not just for you. It's You could sit out, but he knows that if you actually did something, if you actually gave it up and just trusted the Lord— He knows that the Lord will give you the keys to freedom to every single person that has been through that exact same situation. Your misery becomes your ministry. It becomes your ministry for the rest of your life, for every little thing, bullying, abuse, every single bad. Take an inventory right now. Take an inventory. What sucked in your life? What sucked in your life? Is that a bad word? Everything that sucks in your life? If, if everything that sucked in your life, think if, if, if he has something good for every bad, well, if it sucked, he has something better. Have I seen it yet? If I haven't seen it yet, let me think, am I holding it up? Am I holding his promises back? Am I missing some of my story? You very well could be. Will you still get to heaven? Sure. Do you wanna just get to heaven? Or like, do you actually wanna have heaven here? Do you actually wanna have goodness here? Do you wanna see the fullness? Do you wanna see every awesome high that he has for your story? Or just stay in the lows? I love Job. You know Job's story is misery. I mean, if you think you have it rough, go read Job. And what's cool is at the very end, he's, you know, I think he, in my personal opinion, I think Job handled it pretty darn well. But he had these obnoxious friends, and these obnoxious friends were putting lies in his head like, you did something to deserve this. But what's cool is the Lord had him pray for his friends at the end, and then it says, The Lord restored everything and that his latter years were better than his former years. And so what I'm saying is pray for your enemies. You can't have unforgiveness. There's no excuse. If Job could do it, you could do it. There's no excuse to stay where you are today. So he wants to make your latter years better. Who wants better days ahead of them? Everybody. (laughs) It's the Lord's promise. It's the Lord's promise, do you believe him? Yeah. So I just want, you know, I wanna be caught up in this story. I, I will be very honest and say, I bet I've missed some parts of my story. I bet I just stayed there too long. I bet I was just like in a pity party for a long time. And then I made other people pay for it. Shush it. <laughs> We've all been there. so we've we've got to let go like I don't want to miss anything I don't want you to miss anything he has for you it's enough already think about Job think about Naomi she lost her husband and her sons Job lost everything and they still had trust in the Lord and he saw them through he had such beauty for their ashes he they gave their ashes they said I still I still trust I still hope I don't know what in the world you're gonna do to make it better but I know you will so they didn't miss anything they didn't miss a thing and I don't want you to miss a thing so I just want you to pray right now to close your eyes and let's all just think Lord show us what it is we're missing are we on hold in your story Are we missing a chapter of our story? Show us what we're missing, Lord. Show us what could be holding us up. Reveal to us any unforgiveness, offense, pain, hurt, victim mentality. Reveal it, Lord. We want to leave it today. We want it gone today. We don't want to miss anything, Lord. Open our eyes. Open our eyes to what it is that you want to do today. Let us not leave here the same. Lord, do what only you can do. Right now, in this moment, take it. Take it. We give it to you. We're trading you. We'll take what you have. We'll take what you have for us. We don't want it anymore. We're not going to hold on to the hurt. We're not going to hold on to the pain. We're just going to trust you, and we're going to watch you make beauty from the ashes. We love you, Lord.